0: in a dojo and dynamite Dynamo Japan in ring is out of sight All elite TNT make it feel right Japan all elite time to unite One's name Rich the other Ashley The number one pod for the whole family Time to fill your wrestling appetite It's time to start dojo and dynamite yeah.
1: This is Ashley and Rich here with episode 102 of Dojo and Dynamite. It is Thursday, March 10th. And once again, it's been a while, but here we are.
0: Yeah. And we had disclosed earlier that we were going to do that. So it's not quite, I guess, as shocking or dramatic. No,
1: I didn't mean it, though. I'm just like, here we are. We missed you guys. How
0: have you been? But it it took us a minute because obviously revolution was coming, and I was I I don't want to say misinformed, but I I was kind of off on when the revolution weekend was because we went down the GCW in Atlantic City, which was President's Day weekend in February. Yeah, and I thought that I was like, no, it's fine. We'll, you know, we'll talk about revolution, which is like you know it's like the next weekend or so, whatever it was. And I I guess I was off. Well,
1: it's because we're still stuck on. Revolution time from 2020 when we actually went. That was the end of
0: February. Right. So I was like, you know, it's at some point the beginning of March, which was my assumption. I just didn't realize it was this past weekend. But anyway, we are here back with a selected episode of Dojo and Dynamite.
1: Indeed we are.
0: And I apologize because I have been getting dental work done. This is going to be a PSA to everybody at home. Go to the (laughs) dentist, please. I had not gone to the dentist in eight years. Oh, you
1: disclosed the number of years.
0: Eight years since I had gone to the dentist when I had my wisdom teeth removed. That was the last time that I went to the dentist. And I am... I am... uh, Would it be correct to say I'm feeling the repercussions of this? Is is that like the correct verbiage?
1: I would say so, but that absolutely terrifies me because while I got my wisdom teeth out, what, November 2020? I have not gone to the dentist in, like, way longer than eight years. It's so, so
0: bad. It's not that I'm scared of the dentist. And if you are scared of the dentist, it does not hurt. It has not inflicted any pain upon me. But I have to get a few feelings.
1: I'm not afraid either. It's just I've been bad. And I've put it off. But we're turning it around 2022, focusing on our health, ourselves, and yes, richest PSA. Yes,
0: and it is it is very important to focus on yourself. As MDK would say, surround yourself with people that care about you.
1: Find your passion, do it 100% MDK all fucking day.
0: Right. surround yourself with the right people. Care about yourself. Find your passion. Chase your passion. Go to the dentist. Because my teeth are a little sore today, so it'll be that type of show. But regardless, huge pay-per-view.
1: But almost, I guess you could argue, an even bigger dynamite.
0: A huge dynamite because Jeff Hardy shows up.
1: Guys... What a fucking moment!
0: And people can say, well, you know, Jeff Jeff was gonna come every time, or uh, the moment that he got out of the WWE when he walked out, whatever that whole situation was. Yeah, but it, but, but Jeff Hardy, regardless of how old he is, like regardless of how old he gets,
1: regardless it's of always how, going to be, regardless of how predictable it was, it,
0: it, it was Jeff fucking Hardy. Exactly. No matter no matter where we get to, at what stage, it's always going to be the Hardy boys are back together with their WWE theme song
1: now I, I know the memes going around on the internet and everyone's tweeting about it, but I, I said to you last night I was cracking up. I fucking love how he did the dance on the ramp before running to Matt's aid. He just, That He
0: just had to engage in the excitement.
1: It was though no, it was it was perfect. That was so funny. I just I, I, I loved it. And but it's great to see him here. And yeah, it doesn't matter how how "quote unquote" predictable it was. I
0: mean, that was that was awesome. It it was. It's a lot of people's dream. You know, MJF's dream to wrestle CM Punk, which he did a Revolution, and it's going to be a lot of people's dreams to wrestle with Jeff Hardy. You saw like Darby Allen out there with Sting. It's not like Sting has entangled Jeff controversially, but Darby Allen got a chance to share a ring with Jeff Hardy, who I'm sure, as he, I'm sure, he's quoted it even that that's an inspiration to his career.
1: Private Party. Also. Private Party, but
0: that thats that was Matt's children.
1: They fucking, they betrayed those, him. Those
0: were the the nephews of Jeff Hardy. And they turned their back on their father and their uncle. Awful. That was backstab. That was awful.
1: Come on, guys.
0: Butcher and Blade this week, even though we did see the Bucks, Butcher and Blade this week might have worn it best. As every week, I feel like you see Butcher and Blade, and they've been impressive. Every week that they're on television.
1: Yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm not going to fight you on that. You're right.
0: So which Buck wore it best? It was the Blade. This is 2022. They, look, the Bucks created the award. Doesn't mean that others can't win it, of course. we are We are inclusive. We are an inclusive podcast. Multiple people, anybody, is eligible for which buck wore it best. Am I right, Ash? Mm. Everybody is eligible for which buck wore it best. But speaking, it's been a minute, and I don't remember if we touched upon the Cody situation.
1: No, uh, it's been it's been a month. So, we have not had the opportunity to discuss that.
0: So, we wanted to. We wanted to do a quick touch point. That was right before, I believe, we went to GCW. Has it been that long? I think so. So, I, th- I think that's why we wanted to do a touch point, but we were going to do the show post the GCW, but then at that point, we were going to wait for the revolution, which ended up turning out to be know. My dates March are all,
1: all over the place, but yes, Cody and Brandy left AEW. Yeah. I know this is old news at this point, but we have to talk about it.
0: No, it is old news, but it's the point that right now, obviously, direction signs point Cody's going to WWE, now things are pulled off the table, maybe he's not going to WWE. We don't know what the situation is with Cody, we don't know what he's demanding. We don't know if if this is kind of a uh, can't get on the same page type thing, maybe Cody doesn't really want to go back to the WWE, we don't know the situation.
1: Or it's just trying to kill rumors. To keep that surprise well, you, out of You kind of hide it. Right? Uh, who knows?
0: You kind of hide it, right? So maybe, and it's very possible, that Cody has an opportunity to go to WrestleMania, to wrestle post WrestleMania, WrestleMania, the Raw after WrestleMania. There's two nights of WrestleMania. Steve Austin's back. So I mean, it's a huge show for the WWE. I'm not watching it. Uh, it's, it's irrelevant of the fact <laughs> that it's a huge show for the <laughs> WWE. What Cody decides he wants to do, I mean, you know, Tony Khan announces last week he bought Ring of Honor. Yeah. William Regal shows up at Revolution. Could William Regal play a role in scouting for Ring of Honor? Yeah. What happens to the talent that's in Ring of Honor? What happens to guys like the Briscoes? For example, obviously guys taking, you know, a a tour of the world right now, working GCW, working a bunch of independent wrestling shows. What do the Briscoes have with Ring of Honor now? And they're synonymous; they go hand in hand.
1: Yeah, I mean, we talked about that with the the GCW Hammerstein, the world on GCW. But I will say, as surprising as that news was, um, I think it's great because uh, Ring of Honor it was looking bleak for a moment, and I just
0: I think this will be good for for them and for AEW. Well, it's all about what he does. Yeah, it's all about how they book it, what they do with it. I mean, Ring of Honor was, of course one of the closest to pure wrestling styles that you're going to get, right? So, obviously, they've kind of moved off that narrative. They still offered that. Of course, Jonathan Gresham brought back the pure championship, I believe, at some point, and he was defending it, and they were having these pure rules matches. I believe that's what it was called. So, regardless of it...
1: I'm intrigued to see what happens next.
0: What's Tony going to do, and what type of legacy is he going to try to fulfill with the Ring of Honor? Of course, because you you have a rich history of technical wrestling. High quality, intense American wrestling matches. Like a New Japan, but in America.
1: Speaking of New Japan, we had Jay White appearing on Dynamite a few weeks back. Jay White versus Trent happened on Rampage. And then Jay White betrays Tama and Tongaloa and basically kicks them out of the Bullet Club. What the fuck is this?
0: You have to wonder from a directional standpoint what this is. I know you're asking, what is this? I know, but, like from a directional standpoint of you know Japan at at one point was kind of locking down because of the Omicron variant, some other things. So they were kind of not allowing people to come in and out. We talked about that a couple of months ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago. What does this angle have? It's happening on impact wrestling. Obviously, the good brothers are back in the good graces of the Bullet Club.
1: G.O.D. is back in Japan, though.
0: G.O.D. leaves. Maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. But you're Bullet Club for life. So it's very difficult to just ah, exile is, somebody from the Bullet Club.
1: This is a tough one.
0: But regardless of of that reality, the, the you know the fiction side of it, the reality is you're always Bullet Club for life until you're killed, right?
1: Yeah, but they betrayed... Tama.
0: I, I understand. What does this mean for G.O.D.? Obviously, Tama resigns, right? He stays in New Japan. Sets so up a feud with Jay White is going to create a, another civil war, we've talked about civil war for two years. Nothing's ever come of it. Obviously, COVID. Right. But, you know, nothing ever really came of the civil war. Maybe they're dividing it up now. I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe Jay White's not going to go back. I have no idea what they want to do with New Japan of America. Maybe they want to set that up as its own independent, strong promotion and maybe hold some fort here and that's why they exiled some of the Bullet Club brothers. Maybe they want to run Bullet Club on two different... uh, Yeah, I mean, Bullet Club is everywhere, right? But you want to run Bullet Club on on two different continents, two different countries.
1: But it's not a united Bullet Club. No,
0: it's not. It's divided. But that's why you would collide at like Wrestle Kingdom maybe, story-wise. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're going to get some guys to pick some sides. Maybe they're going to recruit. I mean, it's it's fantasy booking, right? That's what you're doing, essentially. We're talking about what you would do story-wise. It's an outrage, is what it is. But what does G-O-D, go, G.O.D. do? Where do they go from here? I think it's an interesting kind of twist.
1: Yeah, definitely something to keep our eyes on.
0: And it's definitely the first thing outside of Sonata becoming the... U.S. heavyweight champion, it's kind of an interesting thing, or maybe the only interesting thing, out of New Japan in a minute.
1: Yeah, that happened at the, well, the was it No Surrender, the Impact pay-per-view? I may be off on the name. Uh, but it happened at the Impact pay-per-view while we were at GCW. I watched it during the intermission, and I was like, oh my
0: God. Right, that was on Saturday night. Yeah. Which was, I don't know, the main event: Hoodfoot versus Matt Tremont. Yes, that was the main event of the GCW show. Matt Tremont's been making a tour; he's on a, a roaring comeback. Hell yeah! Matt we, Tremont has been touring. I mean, he is having multiple. Mo- we saw him wrestle three different times. Yeah, that was two days, a crazy
1: weekend. The Tremont versus Hoodfoot, like you just mentioned. Uh, we went to our first H Two O show, uh, Barbed Wire City Showdown. Atticus Coger versus Matt Tremont in a no-roped barbed wire death match.
0: Yeah, and if you're into that, I mean, Atticus is kind of causing a little stir. Circle a pop Six. A little bit with this Circle Six promotion.
1: And we'll have to cover that, uh, shows next week. Um, Already? Then, yeah, March I thought it was is, April. No, March oh, wow. March is flying by. Is that the by. Christopher Daniels show? Yes.
0: Ah, uh, how about this? So Christopher uh, CD Daniels CD Fallen Angel is
1: back. versus Ricky Shane big Page. Big pops for me. And um, Tremont wrestled in another death match against the Rejects so I Hate Club, Nick Gage and Matt Tremont versus the Rejects for
0: and John the Wayne GCW very good.
1: World Tag Team Champions, Championships, and I mushed with the gang.
0: Of course, yes. You oh, are yeah. gang affiliated. John Wayne Murdoch has been terrific. He's yeah. been doing a lot of work. He's busting his ass, too. I mean, you're seeing him on uh, how many shows? He's having death matches every week. I mean, this guy is. This guy has done uh, very good work on the deathmatch scene over the past year.
1: Yes, and that that brings me to you know we we talked about at New Year's how we were kind of rubbed the wrong way with the re, the reaction to John Wayne Murdoch by some of the audience because he wasn't really playing the heel, right? And, and here it didn't make they, it didn't
0: make much sense, right?
1: But you know this this past show they they did it perfectly going after nick Gage. you don't fuck with the deathmatch king and I, I mean i just the the way they came out and were talking shit to the crowd like i i just it was a much better response and story right, yeah, i felt Alex came
0: out because I, unfortunately he, he was hurt, injured yep. but he came out and kind of you know Talked a bit about, you know, the situation maybe. Kind of made the story kind of fit a little bit better than it was the first time, which is yeah, him I just, just kind I, of throwing his shit in the ring. I which thought everything
1: weird. came together really nicely at that show. I,
0: they did a nice job. Yeah. The GCW shows have been very good. I mean, again, it, you, you put more death matches on the card recently than have.
1: Cole Radrick versus...
0: Yes, speaking of a lot of guys. And it's one of the things, you know, we talk about AEW, talk about New Japan, a lot of guys out there of course support your local wrestling federations. If you're into death matches, try to find death match federations. If there are companies or places that are close to you, please support these independent wrestlers. I and mean, they go out there and they work so hard. They're just doing what they what they love. Regardless of if look, it's not about making it to the big time. They're doing what they love to entertain you and sometimes and a lot of times. I'll put it this way, a lot of times nothing they, but respect nothing but respect and, and they go well, out I don't want to put it into lane in terms I mean they, these guys are killing each other out there and I mean they are tearing it up these death matches we watched No Holds Barred a couple of weeks ago which was in uh, Newark Newark and, well, I mean these guys were tearing it up they were killing each other
1: I think we should go the next time around
0: I don't know where it is in Newark. It's a small show, though. Not a lot of people.
1: I think it's standing room.
0: We had a couple of people from... A couple of people from the other wrestling company we had worked with.
1: Oh, right. Had gone, mm-hmm. actually,
0: down to that show, all the way from Pennsylvania. Had gone down yeah. to that show. And they took a, a ton of terrific pictures. Like, just terrific shots of... The match, just kind of showing, I guess, the artistic value of like the brutality of what is deathmatch. Oh,
1: deathmatch wrestling is totally, totally an art form.
0: And people could disagree, but look, guys, I Gojo was in, I was in high school and deathmatches. I was in high school, and I wrote—I'm not going to call it a dissertation, but I wrote a research paper on the art of deathmatch. Nice. And then I followed it up with the my own I guess summarization of the rise and fall and the value of ECW nice yeah I did that was my high school for you and then I wrote I got to, I've said this story how many times then I wrote a story about the relevance of the story portrayed by Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes
1: you got a B and I got a B I wrote about the sex appeal of Randy Orton and got an A
0: Sex sells. It's all it is. <laughs> I mean, it's sex sells. I, I write about the importance of relating character to life, talking about Dusty and how he was, you know, kind of like down in the dirt type of guy. and He was relating to the people. He's a man of the people. And he's wrestling Ric Flair in a cage match. It was Great American Bash for the world title. And, they're you know, they're telling this story. And I'm writing this up. And you just write that Randy Orton is is hot. <laughs> And she gets an A because sex sells. So I mean, what the hell?
1: I mean, there is there is a bit more detail in my work, but you know.
0: Was it as well crafted as the relatability of Dusty Roads to the American people?
1: I do have a journalism background. so. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> I see how it is.
1: Um, but no, GCW was a good a good time as always. GCW in Atlanta this weekend, Saturday night.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I believe Effie's going to be there, or no. That's his hometown, isn't it? Not where he's from.
1: Yes. So uh, it's I don't.
0: surprising if he wasn't there, wasn't it? It's like it's in his backyard. You drop your phone on the floor there.
1: My apologies to everyone. We have Hate Club versus SGC, the return of Mance Warner wrestling for the titles. So that'll be fun. He broke
0: his ankle and he's back already. Yeah. That's what a beast. I think Danny Housen's still banged up. They got hurt at the same time. They got hurt at the same show, didn't they? Yes,
1: it was like super.
0: Man, weird. the insurance liability on that one must be awful. It
1: was super.
0: That <laughs> oh, was, that was a weird. I don't know what company that was, but uh, weird time. I feel for you, bro. The um, Circle Six show. I want to. I want to use use a, use a uh, corporate term here. We're going to circle back to the Circle Six show. I didn't realize it was in March.
1: Oh, yeah. It's Effie versus AJ Gray.
0: There you go. See, Effie's got it. I be
1: think there. for the championship.
0: Is this Cosmonaut?
1: Game Changer Wrestling Astronaut?
0: Astronaut. Why did I say Cosmonaut? <laughs> oh, no. Space it's guy.
1: Game Changer Wrestling Astronaut.
0: I misread that multiple times. I saw that, I saw that poster, and I misread that every time. Going back now for the third time to the Circle Six show, I feel like we didn't, you know kind of talk about it's rsp he's back in the i don't know if it's gonna be deathmatch but he's back wrestling it's rsp versus christopher daniels right
1: yep i'm pulling up the card
0: you have Atticus koger who's kind of like the face now of this circle six show running out of la if you're into deathmatch wrestling
1: so we yep we've got christopher daniels versus rsp like you mentioned biff busick versus brody king Vinny Massaro versus Bobby Beverly in a Taipei death match. It's pretty sick. And then Jacob Fatu versus Schlack, no disqualification.
0: So you got a couple of guys who you're familiar with. Some of the guys maybe you aren't. And
1: this is next Saturday, the 19th. More to be announced. And obviously. we're going to hear,
0: we're going to see here what happens with the Ring of Honor guys because of Tony Khan. There's a lot of guys under contract that kind of were like, oh, we'll see if we'll see if anybody else becomes available for you know. Companies like GCW, companies like Impact. Buddy Matthews shows up in at Revolution, not Revolution. It was he was on. Uh, he had the match at Revolution, right? They had a six man tag match: Malachi Black and mm-hmm. uh, Brody King and yeah. Buddy Matthews versus Penta, Eric Redbeard, and somebody else. Pack. Pack. That doesn't.
1: Pack right. was on Dynamite. That I. I. I'm going right. to be honest. I don't remember all the details of that one
0: well there was a six man tag let's just put it that way it was Penta and Redbeard I think for some reason and Pac that is uh, Tony what kind of booking is this let's <laughs> just, uh, just put this shit slap this shit together and we'll do something maybe Penta wasn't even in the match I have no idea please
1: hold Alex Abrahantes was at ringside yes
0: Alex Abrahantes was there uh, The I, I was cooking we made. We had a, we had a party we had a get together We had a bunch of people come over for the pre-show. So during the pre-show, I was kind of cooking. OQT, Marshall wrestled Hook. I know that there was a women's match. Chris Statlander versus Layla Hirsch, number one contender. Had a chance to fight Thunder Rosa this past week. Of course, Thunder Rosa Rosa goes over. So Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, St. Patrick's Day slam.
1: Round three. Round three. Uh, and I was right. It was House of Black versus Pac, Penta, and Eric Redbeard.
0: Okay, so Eric Redbeard's part of that other show, which I don't know what's going on with that show. I'm not very familiar with it, but that Create Your Narrative, I believe he's part of that, the CYN show. Oh. I'm not I, familiar I with who's a part of that show. I saw. I remember seeing a, a thing that said, I guess, the wrestlers that were going to be involved in it, and it was like Adam Schur, EC3, I thought it said Eric Redbeard, Marina Shafir. I believe was on that card. I I I think I I thought I saw kind of like a list of people, and I thought Redbeard was on there. Austin Aries was on there. I don't know anybody else.
1: I I have not been following that one too closely.
0: Um, as much it's a negative culture, I believe surrounding. And I'm not going to call people out. This is not to be disrespectful, but there's a there's a very negative culture surrounding the individuals who are running the Create Your Narrative program. I think this is just a fact. There's a lot of negative there's a lot of negativity around those individuals. So I think it it could end up being very difficult for them to kind of carve a niche here in a very crowded independent wrestling environment. So I, I, I'm i just, that was just a, kind of like a, I guess, I guess a, a thank you for coming to my TED Talk time <laughs> Like, I think it might be a little challenging for them, because I haven't seen a lot of good reception for the concept. Right. To kind of carve a niche into this pretty diverse community of independent wrestling. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. And what, I don't even know what the show's about. I, I heard it's more of a um, like a program than a wrestling show.
1: Yeah, I I, really I, have, no idea. Am not, I have no idea. Not sure. But I, I think there's a lot to highlight uh, on Revolution. I mean, Eddie Kingston beat Jericho.
0: Yeah, and Eddie Kingston Jericho match was great. It Was great, and that, that that's led the to... kind of wrestling. And I was going to kind of say this, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I kind of thought about this before we did the podcast. I was thinking about what I was engaged with. And I don't know if it's maybe AEW, it, maybe it's me. And I don't want to be insensitive. But I feel like a lot of these guys, uh, i call them younger, I'll call them greener, newer talents. Are missing for me. They have athleticism. They're talented, like Dante Martin, right? Dante Martin's very talented.
1: Oh, for sure. But you're just not connecting I'm with not some connected. of these talents.
0: That's fair. And it's not that Dante Martin hasn't been on television because he has been, right? And he's very talented. Daniel Garcia, very similar. But I'm not connecting with these guys, and I don't. I don't know what it is. But the Revolution card, that like Eddie Kingston. Like Chris Jericho, like these guys, I'm connecting to. Like I, I, Mm -hmm. I, I'm like into what's going on with these guys. I'm feeling it.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what I was going to get into next. Was you know the match was fantastic. Eddie gets the win, and it leads to this beautiful promo at the start of Dynamite. And obviously, like Eddie Kingston is fantastic on the mic, and we can listen to him talk all day. But he's just pouring his heart out. He, He shut down those what chants, and. It was the first time in in a minute with dynamite where I'm sitting here like glued to the television, loving what I'm watching, until the inner circle 2.0 was formed.
0: That and, and sometimes I wonder they were in they were stomping in WWE country this past weekend. They were in Orlando. I mean, not really WWE country. I mean, it's performance center country, but I mean, it's really like it's really TNA country, right? Kind of like you know. TNA stopping the grounds down there. But it was it's WWE country down there. So I mean that the crowd is gonna be a little different. So of course, you know, there's some what chance that we're happening. If, you know, that there's something that's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. You see a lot of WWE shirts in the in the in the uh, it's perfectly acceptable. But you saw a lot of WWE shirts in comparison to the usual, now that we're three years into AEW. Mm-hmm. Typically you don't see as many as I saw for the pay per view. So it's just a different type of crowd. WWE crowds are uh, a lot different, typically.
1: Yeah, generally speaking.
0: So I I thought Eddie did a great job. And of course, you know, the Jericho Appreciation Club, which I think is... No, isn't it uh,
1: Jericho Appreciation Society? Yeah, it's
0: Jericho Appreciation Society. Something like that. I just... it's It's the people... Jericho... People think this is stupid. How is this stupid? Jericho has gotten to the point... Where he only wants to surround himself with people that praise him. That's 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 the character right now. He wants to be loved and appreciated by people because he's been great. He is great and his career is great. I think that's awesome. I, <laughs> I mean it's it's such a great character.
1: I think it's fun in theory, but not for me.
0: I, I, I think it's great. I think it's really, really great. And I, I like the division that we got because, you know, I, I think with Eddie Kingston. Proud and Powerful are going to be able to stand up taller. Oh, sure. I think they're going to be more involved in what's happening in the future. For sure. I think with, I think that's with great. Inner circles. sometimes they got... We talked about this multiple times. They got They got swallowed up.
1: And they even were touching on that on Dynamite. you, well, you saw the, the group dissenting.
0: Right. I mean, right. They, they had gotten kind of swallowed up. And I, I'm not an anti 2.0. I,
1: you're talking about people not clicking with you and they have not clicked with me. I know.
0: I'm not anti 2.0. I'm not anti... I'm not really anti anybody. I don't want to say that. 2.0 are clicking with me more than some of the others. 2.0 clicks with me more than Daniel Garcia does and Daniel Garcia is kind of like their leader. Now, Jericho's their leader because Jericho Appreciation Club. They appreciate Jericho. I think they're Canadian.
1: I don't know. But I... Great, great start to Dynamite. Wardlow wins the face of the Revolution ladder match. He finally turns on MJF. And I thought that was done in a really nice manner.
0: Well, I thought that CM Punk has been terrific. Of course. And that's another guy I've been very interested to see what he's been doing. His promos have been great. His dog collar match was great. Yeah. Wardlow's been great. Big money. Wardlow wins the face of the revolution. He turns on MJF. He gives the ring to CM Punk. I think it's the right move that CM Punk went over. Yep. It's the right time to go over. Agreed. I thought that that was done very well. I, I didn't, from a wrestling standpoint, we don't talk about the wrestling matches as much. We said that before. We're going to kind of take a step away from the wrestling matches and look more about the stories. Mm-hmm. From a wrestling match standpoint, I wasn't a big fan of the ladder match. I felt like there were a lot of guys in there. Sometimes when you have bigger guys in matches like ladder matches, they can kind of, they're can they there for a reason. And if it's to hold up spots or it's to, you know, give intimidation for the, for the characters and television, whatever. But you had a lot of big guys. And, you know, typically you'd have a couple of smaller guys taking a lot of high-flying bumps. You know, typically, I, I guess you would just call it like the orchestration... Of the ladder match. Right. And Christian Cage was in there to make sure that all the spots got done correctly. But you had a lot of big men kind of like colliding with a bunch of ladders. They need more space than being in tight little corners of a wrestling ring. Doing these big power moves. You know what I mean? And they had that Ricky Starks conclusion. Kind of, you know, lands in the back of his neck. Hope he's okay. I mean, it's not like the guy didn't have a broken neck or something last year. It's like, I really hope that he's okay. Stuff takes time to heal, you know? But Wardlow wins, of course, I like the fact that they collided. They teased the Will Hobbs. Yeah. Like it was like, you know, Will Hobbs and him were the, the two guys there, clearly. The top of the class, the next steps. Yep. Hobbs and, and Keith Lee took a bump off the stage. Yeah, I believe it was both of them, right? They took the, Wardlow yeah, knocked yeah. them off the stage. Yep. They went off the stage through the tables. You know, Ricky Starks was in there. You know, I mean, FTW champion. Christian Cage, of course. You have, you have a very competitive field. I, yeah. For the TNT title right For
1: here. For sure. And I that brings us back to dynamite. Scorpio Sky gets the win over Sammy Guevara, wins Which the is TNT great. championship. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's been a long time coming.
0: Regardless of what happens, regardless of what happens next week, if they decide they want to go in a direction of having Wardlow win, I like what they're doing with the TNT title. It just yeah. it feels like there's so much going on with the TNT title right now. I'm engaged with it. I I was... People are fighting for it. It's defended every week. It's moving hands. People who are deserving champions are getting the opportunity to stand with their hand held high and the title belt around their waist, like Scorpio Sky. Congratulations last night.
1: I I was going to say, like, I feel like Wardlow has to win, and I'm kind of conflicted because I don't want Scorp to have a short reign, but you're right. This is the hot potato. It Pass it around. Um... Not in a way that the belt is meaningless. I think it's actually making it more meaningful. And, yeah, like
0: uh, right, you props have, to like him like the for, Andrade for the thing. Win. He, just, yeah. he just injected himself. It's, it's guys who are competitive and need something to do. Yeah. Top guys fighting each other.
1: And you add it to your resume. I mean, it just... Right, I yeah, mean, Scorpio Sky's sure.
0: the first guy to be tag team champion and TNT champion, right? Yep. So, I mean, yep. you know, congratulations to him.
1: Hell yeah, it's... It was a long time coming. I mean, we've been saying this for for how long? I mean, I think since the beginning of... Not the begin, beginning of the podcast because he was tag champion at that point, but, you know, since since they created the TNT Championship. Like, he, he was always a contender and he should have been champion, and here we are.
0: And I think the process of how they got there took too long. Yeah. And I... But I don't I, disagree, and and it could be a short turnaround. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. He got to the top of the, he got to the pinnacle of what it was he was doing. Speaking of the pinnacle, they're breaking up. That was a weird Tully Blanchard thing, but maybe that's, maybe Tully doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. Maybe he's doing something. Maybe they got to write him off television. I don't know. That was like a weird
1: Wardlow's on his way out, obviously, as we just discussed. Yeah. I, but like it was just yeah. a weird
0: way that Tully got kind of separated.
1: Yeah, I thought. Did we miss something, or did that like just? I I saw him get fired, but like, yeah did did something lead up to that or
0: no? It it was weird. I don't know. Kind of seems like maybe Tully's contract wasn't getting renewed or something, and they just were kind of moving away. But you know, again, you you got um Miro resigns. We haven't seen him in a minute. I'm sure he's coming back soon. Or maybe he's maybe he's uh you know we got Adam Cole and Adam Page. They had a great match Revolution, but Adam Cole Adam Page they're still going. So obviously it's okay to continue to feud, but now. It's going to be, you know, st- I'm hoping that the Bucks, you know, story-wise and kind of like good, feel-good moment, I'm hoping the Bucks join Hangman Page. That would be really fight wholesome. Fight Adam Cole. Yeah. That's the kind of story I would write because I think it feels wholesome. Like, it feels like we kind of, you know, we, we were friends. And and you clearly
1: know, Adam Cole is, you know, kind of pushing away the Bucks with Red Dragon like, yeah, similar similar to the way that Hangman got pushed away, but you know, like obviously there's a divide. Like, let's bring Bullet Club for life. right? Oh shit, Adam Cole was in the Bullet Club too. Um, yeah,
0: but he got killed.
1: Oh yeah, he I don't, he's I don't dead. Know,
0: I don't know if you stay Bullet Club when you're resurrected. That's a great question to have. Like, I don't. If you, if I do ki- If you're excommunicated by being killed, and you get resurrected, do you return to the Bullet Club? That's another... Or is that I one of those know. things where, you like, you know, because you died, you broke the bond. So right. So when you come back, you're no longer affiliated. Like, you're cleansed. Like, you know... I
1: No, I, that I don't know the answer to, but we like wholesome content, and I'm not opposed to the Bucks reuniting with Hangman.
0: No, and I think that that would be the way I would do it. It's kind of, you know, we've had our differences. We went around... The globe. We went around the circle here. It took two years, but we got here. And now it's time for us to reconcile, all kiss, hug, and make up. And we're gonna come to your aid, and we're gonna fuck up Adam Cole. That, that's kind of how I would go with it. Yeah, and it just makes sense, and I'm really glad. In am I'm, I'm really glad in reality that AEW has just kind of said, look, the Undisputed Era was a big thing for WWE. Was a very important piece to their NXT programming. Let's not pull this apart.
1: You, you can't ignore history.
0: And that's what I think with the Bucks and Hangman, it makes sense. When yeah. you watch this back, you know, years from now, if you get a network or it goes HBO Max and you decide you want to watch the Dynamites the way that you watch, like the WCWs, right? You watch Nitros. And you can watch kind of the, the full circle of where the Bucks... And Hangman kind of went, if this kind of comes together, it's a wholesome story. Because, you know, again, we've watched it every single week. Yeah. You know, we've experienced it for three full years. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, we've seen all the ups and downs and changes and relationships. We saw Jericho break up the inner circle. Yeah. It was crazy last week. We saw Jeff Hardy arrive.
1: Yes. And we saw the birth of a new... Dominant tag team in the Moxman and Brian Danielson being managed by William Regal.
0: So William Regal comes out. Pretty good story here. Moxley Danielson kind of brings them together. Clearly going to be the tag team champions at some point.
1: Hey, they've got to be right. <laughs> they've got to be, be tag team
0: champions at some point.
1: A brilliant, brilliant, brilliant heartfelt promo by Regal last night too.
0: Where they go from that point, does it turn into an eventual just division between the two again? Is it kind of like, you know, they have one match, they're like, what what, they, what do they call them? Unlikely bedfellows? What's the term? It's like WWE used to use that term a lot. It's like uh, uh, something bedfellows. Were. I think it's the right word. I could be incorrect. Guys, I, I know, incorrect?
1: I don't, I can't place the word, but I know...
0: Like, it's like you know saying? unusual partners in a sense, yeah. guys you don't think to come together. So Daniels and Moxley come together unusually under the tutelage of William Regal, and
1: but it's just like look at that star power. Yeah, right, <laughs> star power.
0: And it's like I'm engaged in that.
1: Oh hell yeah, yeah,
0: I'm engaged in that. They had, they had a good wrestling match at the pay per view, but I'm engaged in that. Well, what the, what is that going to come at the expense of? Because again, Luchasaurus, what the hell's her name? I fucked this up. Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express, Express, okay. What do I call them? Jungle Express. I
1: don't know. I don't fucking know. I can barely say it.
0: So Jurassic Express, not doing it for me. Cold. Mm -hmm. Match was good. Again, it's sort of like the Dante Martin thing. Dante Martin's terrific. The wrestling match on the pay-per-view, the Bucks, Red Dragon, and Jurassic Express was terrific. They're just not doing it for me. And I think the, the Lucha Brothers kind of lost me too. And I, I don't know if it's... Tony, and again, no offense, It's the booking for the titles has been kind of poor. I don't feel like there's enough story surrounding what's happening for the championships. And I feel like they kind of just end up cutting backstage promos and just kind of talking. And talking and promos are not the strong suit of Jurassic Express. So, Jurassic Express is is much better utilized as kind of like the safety net, kind of like, you know, helper, hot, babyface tag team. You know, they come out when, you know, people are down and out, when Christian's getting jumped, and, you know, you're you're getting that cheap pop, you're getting that kind of, you know, live crowd attention. A promo with Jurassic Express is not the best way, I guess, to encapsulate what they do best which is being in front of a hot live crowd because they're fun, they're engaging, they're enjoyable. but unfortunately when you're the champions sometimes you know there's that old you know that 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 old uh, I, don't wanna, I don't know I'm losing my mind today, but it might be my teeth because I'm in some pain right now yeah uh, but it, it's like that that uh, you know they're better chasers than champions. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. They're better workers than storytellers. And I don't mean to bet that's not, that's not a bad thing, but they're better workers than storytellers. And I think well, that...
1: Rather, they they tell their story in the ring. They then, do.
0: And being yeah. the chaser, the ones that are telling you that underdog story, kind of, you know, in these tournaments, and getting close and not, you know, and that was a, that's a story that they didn't have to tell through a vocal representation or a promo. That was a story they told you in the ring, right? And I, I think that, that's what they're best suited to do. So maybe Moxley and Danielson, maybe they'll take the belts off.
1: Now, I can't remember. I I know you and I talked about it. I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast, but when Brian gave that proposal to Mox, you know, hey, join me. Let's, Let's do this together. And, you know, Mox is...
0: I like that. That, I didn't expect that. That's why I liked that.
1: That's what, that's, yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Like, you and I are like, well, fuck yeah, like, join him. Like, let's see where this goes. Like, that's so unexpected. Let's do it. And then obviously it didn't happen initially, but we got there. And I think that's cool. Like, uh, not only the star power, it's just, I felt like it was untraditional. You know, Mox joined the inner circle, but he didn't really join the inner circle. He turned on Jericho and, you know, ended up winning the championship. Like, it was just a different turn of events, and I, I wasn't expecting William Regal. And I just, I think it's perfect. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. But I, I guess, as we've talked about at length, you know, there's so much more in the tag division. Like, we don't really need another tag team. But I'm I'm here for this. I really am.
0: We say that, but at the same time, it's it's not like... I mean, now we're going to get... Darby and Sting versus the Hardys, probably. I'm in. I'm. In oh for my that. god, you're right.
1: Oh, I'm you're right. You're
0: right. You know. So I mean, that's something that I'm. You know, again, I'm like I said, there's a lot of stuff that's hitting. There's a lot of stuff that's missing. I thought the Revolution card hit. I though I, no, I, I thought you I had agree. a lot of really big stars having really big matches that I cared about. Yeah. And I, I don't want to be. You know, I, I guess I didn't get a chance to experience the Monday Night Wars. I was young.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. The feeling of WCW was that, you know, again, they, they, you can say what they want. I mean, Kevin Nash decided he wanted to show up and said he wanted to, what do you, what do you want to like, uh, eliminate or wipe out the land of the dinosaurs?
1: Something like that. And it's
0: like, you find out that Kevin Nash is like, I don't know, like three or four years younger than Hogan. So it's like, you're calling him a dinosaur. Like he's, you know, like he's been around, he's been around on the planet. Like he's seventy years old, wrestling in WCW, and it's like in reality, you know. But anyway, you know, people, you know, WWF kind of convinced people that you know Hogan and Flair and you know Macho Man and these guys were too old to wrestle, right? That's what they told them. They're too old to grapple, right? That's that's the that's the the verbiage. And they went over to WCW and and they reinvented themselves. And you had a lot of stars big stars having big matches grabbing a lot of attention and they were doing a lot of great stories and it's kind of like this is you know WWE wants to kind of convince you that the guys that AW picks up as Vince said are dead weight and they're not no they're terrific storytellers and I love the fact that AEW has been able to highlight all the guys that they have with the guys that WWE has to create that dynamic that you got in WCW when you had guys like Booker T, a homegrown WCW talent growing within the ranks, wrestling these guys who came from the WWF. If it's you know if it's Jeff Jarrett coming back, or you know I'm speaking of Double J because Double J versus Double F, hell yeah, Hammerstein.
1: No, but I, I think I think you're right, and I. I th- they've done a really nice job over the past, I guess we can say the past month or so of finding that balance and integration of, you know, your, your younger, I want to say younger, your, your newer talent versus your veterans, your, your WWE versus your AEW homegrown. Let's just say I, it, it's been a nice integration and right. It's
0: like that's what I meant by, I was thinking of yeah. Jericho and Kingston. It's like, you yeah, know, Kingston, is is not a WWE talent. Yeah. And he's getting... And we've known about... I've known about Eddie Kingston for quite some time, about a decade. So I, it's the first time I saw him was about 10 years ago. A little more than that now. But, you know, I mean, again, with Eddie Kingston, it's like, you know, this is the first time he's being profiled on a main on stage. On the scale, right. And he's been able to develop his character to a point where, man, I mean, it, it just works.
1: Well, you, you know, our resident Orange Cassidy fan, he was... Was he here the night Eddie debuted?
0: I have no idea. I do not remember.
1: I, I can't recall if he was here when Eddie debuted, or it was right after his his dynamite, his first dynamite appearance. And you know, he was encapsulated by him. You know, he's like on the mic. He's like this. This guy is like a great speaker. He's, he like just he loved him, not as much as Orange Cassidy, but you know, he's captivating.
0: Yeah, he's terrific. He's captivating. He's terrific. And he tells a great story. And he's a great fighter. And he's a believable scrapper. Yep. And he goes out there and he tells his story with Jericho, who is the, you know, personification of sports entertainment, right? I mean, the guy has crossed how much media... Yeah, and sport and wrestling and music and Reson on Cruise and yeah. I mean Jericho's it's the guy. It I love yeah, Jericho, yeah,
1: right? Like you said, the do. guy.
0: But like you know, it, it's a cross between a guy who you know might be considered too old, or might be considered a guy. You know, thinking about it into that perspective, and he's a guy working his ass off every week, working with Kingston. It's like it's like a collision of two different generations in a way. Yeah. It's like, you know, just this this indie scrapping, I don't want to call it poor because it is, but I mean, I mean these guys are getting paid pennies on the indies sometimes. You know, most of their money, I mean, you know, uh, it comes from merchandise sales. You know, you sell your t-shirts, make some extra cash. But it's like, I mean, you know, they're getting paid pennies compared to what Jericho was making in the WWE. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's this collision it's- of two guys on a main stage and a pay-per-view, and it feels good.
1: No, it it, it feels does. Good. It's it
0: feels organic and rich and fresh yeah. and new, and it's it feels good. It feels very very good to see guys, and this is what pro wrestling is, isn't it? This is what pro wrestling is. This is what personified it. Danielson, you know, likes to promote his whole pro wrestling is this pure wrestling of of, of hitting and 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 technical ability and 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 cleanliness and et cetera. But like that, pro wrestling is the collision of diverse talents meeting in the ring of completely different backgrounds. Not Performance Center. I'm not saying that in this way, but it's not, you know, I'm not, not going to use the word Performance Center. You know, pro wrestling at its finest is Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. John
1: Moxley versus Brian Danielson. Not
0: necessarily two WCW power plant guys having a wrestling match on TV. It's when you have diverse walks of life, diverse backgrounds of, of wrestling, you know, Kingston from CZW and Ring of Honor and, you know, all these other promotions that he developed in. And then you have Jericho, of course, well, you know, don't not to be Jericho, I mean, he went to Japan, he went to WCW, but, you know, Jericho of a career in the WWE that spanned over 15 years.
1: Oh, it's it's two different like two different two careers different two different worlds. walks of life yeah that that's, and that and that is
0: what makes this business and those types of matches special. I thought the match was great. Yeah, and no, I, I thought the match was great.
1: I completely agree. And just I know we, we took some time off, but kind of reflecting over how we got here and and the build up to the pay per view. Like I, I think they're in a good groove right now. They're if, they, finding if they keep that doing balance. what
0: they're doing, and I don't want to, you know, again, some people kind of, some people were a little disappointed because, again, what, what I liked about AEW in the beginning was they gave guys opportunities that were a bit overshadowed. And they didn't do it in a manner that was TNA, which was kind of, you know, take a guy from WWE, regardless of their status, and push him to the top of class. And TNA did that sometimes for a lot of guys who just unfortunately weren't ready. Mm-hmm. And it, it hurt their bottom line business product. Of course, a guy like Christian Cage, that's a winner. I mean, the guy was ready. WWE never pulled the trigger. That's different. Right. But when you kind of come to where TNA was kind of taking some guys from WWE, pushing them to a point where maybe they were they just weren't ready for that type of spotlight yet, and they were getting outshined, outclassed by the top stars of TNA, because again, TNA was, I mean, Styles and Bobby Roode and James Storm. I mean, these guys were terrific. Christopher Daniels, these guys were terrific. So sometimes, you know, you'd, you'd kind of get outclassed by the guys that were there. But what... Aw, so I kind of do miss that a little bit. I kind of miss that when like the Sean Spears comes in. So you're like, okay, let's see what he can do, and he gets this this feud with with Cody. And he you know he does the chair shot thing, and he turns on his friend. And no, that, that's kind of a good you know, and the like that type of thing yeah. Is good. And
1: I, I don't dis I don't disagree with you, and I think that they definitely need to continue with that element because it's so important, and that's how you build stars.
0: It, it is yes.
1: As we've gotten, you know, we're three years in you know obviously changes occur and and you, 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 your company evolves they have this established uh, star power talent i guess you could say and as, yeah. as as we've talked about you know there's so many people on the roster and, and you have to find ways to get everyone involved in and you absolutely do because you you have to use your big stars you have to build your you have to build your your baby stars your your younger guys of course and and girls but i i think they're getting into a good groove with everything.
0: Well, I think that's what ring of honors for. Yeah. Now maybe guys, you know, the, we always thought maybe there could, there should be, you know, if dark was supposed to be a developmental type thing, maybe they could do something where you know, we've talked with our friends before about it. And it's kind of, you know, people that we, you know, we talked with people about it and it's, it's like, you know, maybe you could do a dark championship type thing where you have a lot of younger talents or guys who are learning how to wrestle if they're Nightmare Factory guys or or they're they're indie guys that you picked up and they're green and they're learning television, they're learning, you know, whatever it happens to be. And, you know, they earn the right, maybe, you know, you win the Dark Championship or whatever and you do kind of like a story where they earn the right to fight for the TNT title one day or they earn a right to go on to TV. Like, you know, something like that where it kind of gives them something to fight for instead of just having a collection of matches. Like tune-ups per se. Maybe Ring of Honor could be something like that. I'm not saying that's a great idea. I'm not saying anybody likes the idea. It's no, just but I th- something th- I think that gives a, guys something it's to fight a for. Yeah. And um you know, I guess in a way it's kind of like what NXT was. NXT was kind of like the culmination of like when you became NXT champion, it was time for you to come up. You know, it was kind of time for you to, you know, debut. But A.W. has a ton of talent and I, and I look forward to seeing what they're doing with these with these established stars. Yeah. Like, look, I love Adam Page. I think he's great. Sure. I think he's I think he's uh, a unique character in his own way. I, I, I liked I again before the pandemic, he was drinking people's beers. He was depressed. I mean, he was a great character. I, I love the character of Adam. Anxious
1: Page. millennial. Cowboy. I, I, I think he's
0: he's the epitome of what a good rival company should have. Because he's something that WWE just doesn't have. They don't have an Adam Page.
1: He's relatable.
0: He kind of... And I don't want to put him in, in the same namesake because it's, it's very difficult to do that. But it's almost like, hopefully, he's going to be AEW Sting. Kind of like the biggest star the company had that never went. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. And that,
0: that's kind of what I feel when I when I see Adam Page. that He has that potential to be the biggest star the company has. That never goes to the other side. Yeah. But again, he's so young that you never know what's going to happen in five years. You know what's going to
1: happen in uh, ten years. Oh, no, no one
0: knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. But it's, what are we going to do with these established stars like CM Punk? And what I was going to say was I wouldn't mind if CM Punk won the title. I think he's been really that good. I think he has looked as good as the day he left.
1: No, I, I think you're right. And, you know, also on the other side of it, Punk wins the title. Well, he's not going to be champion forever. Someone's going to have to dethrone him. That's a huge win for whoever that is. Like, I, I we've talked... I I know you and I have had these conversations. I, again, I can't recall if we've had them on here. But, you know, use that to
0: your advantage. And I was glad to see Christian Cage back. He was against Ethan Page on Rampage. Ethan Page <laughs> versus Christian Cage on Rampage... And then Christian Cage, of course, in the ladder match, holding down the fort, the veteran. We had an over-under if he was going to, uh, how do I put this in an appropriate manner, he was going to, I I guess, like, groin check himself, falling off a ladder on top of the ropes, which I think was a classic Christian Cage moment. I don't believe it happened, though. And it did not. We had a bet. We had a running bet. Nobody would take the $5. And they should have.
1: Yeah. Because you you said it would happen. I said
0: it was going to happen. It didn't happen.
1: Well, you kept your five dollars. I did. <laughs> yeah, but Oh, I mean, this is—I think this is good. This, this is the longest and most enthused we've been about AEW in a little bit of time. Well, really about wrestling.
0: Yeah, we're trying to climb back a little bit. Yeah, I mean, my it mouth was good. is hurting, but um, you know, we're trying to climb back a little bit. So, hopefully, we weren't all over the place, and hopefully, we we still got the swing of things.
1: Well, we were all over the place, but with that, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, hope you're doing well and staying safe. We are at Dojo and Dynamite on Twitter, at Dojo and Dynamite on Instagram, dojoanddynamite at gmail.com, and we will catch
0: you next time. Thanks, guys.